This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Bruciola, and me, Amanda Smith. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Disaster Girls. Uh, we got a lot to say. It's it's me, your host, Jordan Cruciola. And it's me, Amanda Smith. And we're joined by an expert. We're joined by a true blue dinosaur expert. I would say the foremost dinosaur person on Twitter. We have managed to land the dinosaur Twitter person. Will you introduce yourself, dinosaur Twitter guy? Uh, hi, uh, my name is Dustin Groick, apparently dinosaur Twitter guy. <laughs> That's, That's not how you introduce your official, yourself. Your official title. Yeah, I mean, I'm a dinosaur expert. On the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We only like experts on the internet here. We don't yeah. want real experts. We want internet experts. Those you could the argue that internet experts are better than real experts. Absolutely. I'm not I, saying they're not. Yeah. I, I would agree. happily argue that. Well, we are, we're here to discuss something that it's, it's, I was watching it honestly thinking, Dustin, I was like, knowing you were gonna come on, it was like, Watching Jurassic World's Dominion, a title for the movie I had to make sure I looked up coming into this because the advertising has been so devoid of any title for this movie yeah. it's just that mm-hmm. same like t-rex mm-hmm. skeleton and amber mm-hmm. thing constantly yeah. mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it was like i was like wow what a funny episode actually to have dustin on because i feel like there are no dinosaurs here for much of the time like we're having a dinosaur expert on to talk about a movie where i'm like is he gonna run out of shit to talk about because where are the dinosaurs why are well, we talking about locusts? we had dustin on for the for the densest jurassic dinosaur movie for jurassic park and now yeah. we have him on for the least dinosaur dense of the jurassic movies jurassic world dominion how are you defining dinosaur density um by the amount of times that the main characters interact or are concerned with dinosaurs relative to the rest of the film it feels like it is it feels like it was not the primary motivation here it feels like yeah. they're kind of furniture at the like first 80 minutes and then we have the chase which is like this doesn't actually even feel dinosaur specific like this feels this feels like a fucking this is like somebody compared to the bond opening on twitter for like the last bond film and i was like yeah Yeah. and so then like it's not till we're at night in biosyn island or wherever the shit they are that i feel like it's actually a dinosaur movie they like they they feel like wallpaper until it's them versus the not t-rex I don't disagree. And, you know, I just want to go on record to say that I am a dinosaur expert on the internet. I'm not a cinematography or a screenplay right. or a character <laughs> development expert. I'm here solely to comment upon the dinosaurs yes, exactly. in the movie. Now, I thought we would have to wait longer to see a dinosaur, like, you know, 15, mm-hmm. 20 minutes or something. They're building, ah. building, you get to, but like dinosaurs right off the bat, which I appreciated that, but that did set a tone yes. that I don't think was ultimately fulfilled. And you just spoke to that. Like this ultimately wasn't a dinosaur movie it was a movie with a bunch of dinosaurs in it in like bit roles yes and that i think is the fatal flaw people are about this franchise first and foremost because of fucking dinosaurs because yeah. of fucking and dinosaurs man that was a little bit lost here although to be fair any movie that has dinosaurs i'm still gonna want more in so you know see this is why like people people it didn't it, it's not beloved but this is why i thought dinosaur king of the monsters really took the godzilla or godzilla king dinosaur king of the monsters godzilla <laughs> king of the monsters really took the rebooted Godzilla of the present in the right direction because it was like, hey, remember how you only saw like eight minutes of Kaiju in that like think piece 
Godzilla that was done a few years ago. This is going to be wall-to-wall fucking kaiju. Like, we're going to have kaiju fighting kaiju. We're going to have Ken Watanabe having an emotional moment looking eye-to-eye with Godzilla. Like, we are just all... Listen, guys, it's fucking monsters. And then the one after that, they were like, what if we had... the? T- it's just in the title. Godzilla versus Kong. Monster fighting monster. Like, just lean in. Make it about them. Don't make them supporting characters in Chris Pratt's movie. I don't want that. I'm, that's not what I'm not here for. I'll go watch another Chris Pratt movie if I want that for some reason. But not a fucking Jurassic movie, man. I mean, yes. That... So, Dustin, you're asking about... It, you know, asking the question of what did I mean by dinosaur density? Yeah. Did... Was there a... Because we do get, like, a good range of new dinosaurs. Appreciate they that. Did, yeah, they definitely came through with that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess to, to go back to the, the biggest thing for me was the feeling that the dinosaurs and we'll get into it, but the dinosaurs were to them the least interesting part of the movie. Yeah. Which yes. to other true. people there, the dinosaurs seemed uninteresting. So that's the thing. So technically it's true. Dinosaurs are almost always like Jurassic Park. The original is so great because the dinosaurs, it's not the di- like the dinosaurs are amazing. And I, like it, the moment when you first see them, it's magical and will always be magical. But yeah. to a large degree, the reason the Triceratops sequence works isn't because we're seeing a real tri- seeing a Triceratops. It's because we're seeing Ellie and Alan respond to a Triceratops. Mm-hmm. That's where you get all like. So my problem with the dinosaur density wasn't so much the lack of dinosaurs, although this is a movie deeply unconcerned with the existence of dinosaurs. <laughs> it was that no one, except for like. A couple of moments, there was never that sense of kind of not well, even Ellie awe. says like you never get used you, to it. Yes, it's like thank you. not everyone's used to it. Everyone seems so everyone's used, to, used it. to it. Yeah. That was that was the tricky thing. That was one of the biggest things that for me was like just so unsatisfying is that I don't get to live vicariously to get to watch yeah. them have those moments yeah. and even have the it's, moments of terror. It's a tricky line to walk though, because the premise, like the whole setup for the movie is that people are used to them now. They're everywhere. They're living amongst people, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you pull that angle off while also still making people that are main characters and the audience feel that that level of like specialness when the premise is basically, it's not special. They're just everywhere like any other animal. So here's the thing though. My counterpoint to that is how often like trail cameras and home home cameras with like, vi- there's a one of a coyote and a cat fighting, which right. I haven't watched all of because I feel like it ends really sadly. Yeah, I don't want to. Part of yeah, it. I I grew up in the hills. I I know what happens when a coyote and a cat. Well, interact like the with thing each other. is, the cat the cat fends off the coyote, but I just I brute for the animals, so I don't want there to be a loser. Just keep your cats inside, guys. That's <laughs> there's one important lesson you can take from Disaster Girls podcast. Our ethos really is to keep your cats inside. Um, but yeah, like the thing is, and this always goes back to my problem. Uh, you know, the the extensive fight you and I had during the Jurassic Park episode, the Indominus. The Indominus, like, my problem is that this presumes a world where we aren't amazed by wild animals, and we are. We are still amazed. We do still find wild animals captivating, and when wild animals interact with our world. Every time that shoe bill bird goes around on Twitter, people freak out again, man. Everyone freaks out. (laughs) Every time that a mountain lion is spotted anywhere, like, East, west, east of the 405. <laughs> Everyone is on their shit about it because it's a big deal because we do ultimately live in urban environments and getting to see wild animals is unusual. So there's like this kind of lack of wonder 
um, and curiosity that I have now having watched the first and the third, I'm not going to watch Fallen Kingdom. I can't I can't watch two of my favorite things fight each other, uh-huh. being like a volcano fighting dinosaurs. I can't have that in my life. <laughs> but that lack of wonder was what really didn't work for me. And I think like, you know, we talked a little bit I you know, before we came on air. Dustin kind of referenced the thread I had done about like not wanting to talk shit about things because I want to work <laughs> in the film industry. And like this is always I've mentioned before, like being cautious about not necessarily explicitly saying that someone is a misogynist because I'd like to be able to work in the industry one day. Um, And none of this is a criticism of the movie, of the people making the movie. It's why this didn't work for at least me and being a a person who loves these movies. Mm -hmm. Well, you love one of the movies. I love two and a half of the movies. I love Jurassic (laughs) Park. I love Lost, Lost World. I watched you love I, Lost World. Hell yeah! I, I did Lost not World. know you love Lost World. The I'm most sorry, maligned. Is, I that is tremendous. That there is, is no news. better horror sequence in a monster movie than the tall grass. That I'm, like, and yeah, I will, and like, I would stuff. put that toe to toe with Jaws. I would put that toe to toe with any of Spielberg's great, other great moments in film. That is up there because that tall grass sequence is amazing. To like. Yeah, no, that that alone, I think Lost, and then Lost World, you've got Julianne. It's a great movie. Um, I But I want to like these movies. I want to enjoy it. Like, we'll, we'll watch a lot of crap on here. I want to watch crap. I'll be fine with crap. Yeah. Give me Twinkie movies. So when I, I criticize this movie, it's because it's like, this isn't working for me, and there's a lot of reasons why, and I think that that's reasonable to discuss. Well, the intersection of what you're talking about and Dustin for me is, Dustin, do you feel like in your capacity of, like, kind of dinosaur education, do you have to sell people on dinosaurs being cool? Or do people still think dinosaurs are fucking rad? Are the kids too jaded for dinosaurs these days? What are you finding? <laughs> the face I made to that question yeah. does not translate on an audio platform. But there was a face, no. everybody. There right. was a face. Yeah, no, you don't have to. You, no, you don't have to. Everyone fucking loves. I'm allowed to curse, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Everybody fucking loves dinosaurs. Like, okay, yeah. That's why they're a gateway drug to science. They're immediately grabby and engaging, mm-hmm. whether you're four or four hundred years old. Like, it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Like then you can trans as an educator or science communicator, it's easy then to transfer the conversation to literally anything under the giant giant umbrella of life, existence, nature, yeah. whatever. Uh and so no. And okay. so I think that speaks to the point that Amanda just made. Like, give us some moments to trust in our reverence <clears throat> of the of seeing these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Do give you, us some reverence. What what the fuck was that thing that wasn't a T-Rex? What was that? The thing that was bigger oh, than um, it. A giganotus, the even bigger. Wait, well, yeah. the one with the claws. The the the, the, one uh, the one that they were like, it's the biggest carnivore in the history yes. of Earth. What which was it that isn't? Thing? That's what a blue whale is. Sorry, it's a blue whale. Oh, tech, okay. Yeah, so they eat plankton. Think of blue whales is all right. I know. I know. That's I know. real. That's oh. fucking like, pedantic. Hey, I honestly, I think I blue whales fucking terrify me. So I, I just want to give the room the respect that they're due. No, I'm they're incredible. Scared. They're incredible. I'm more scared of encountering a blue whale in the ocean than I would be of encountering any dinosaur in a forest. I mean, that's, the odds of one are much higher than the other. I would be so much more scared of a fucking dinosaur. A blue whale is 100% going to want to leave me alone. I'm not a getting- A blue whale a- might accidentally smash you. Accidentally. Yeah, there's no malice in me v the blue whale. The blue yeah. whale's like, is that a plankton? Like, what is this tiny thing that just, this piece of garbage that I just grazed in the water? And a they dinosaur's like- suck you up. You don't I'm know. perceiving you. <laughs> But what was it? What was the big carnivore? Yeah. 
Uh, that is a Giganotosaurus, which translates to giant southern lizard. Uh, I forgot. I think Argentina, somewhere in South America. I'm almost positive Argentina. Yeah, and based on its size, it is as opposed to something else that would tell you if it was bigger or smaller. <laughs> <laughs> based on its reputation, yeah, its presence. You know, it's got some real. It's got presence. Some, based solely on vibes, it is larger than a T Rex. No, it's like all person energy. No, it's it's I was gonna say BCE, big carnivore energy. Exactly. What? So they were slightly larger than a T-Rex, like Spinosaurus may, depending you're talking about length versus overall weight, like Spinosaurus, T-Rex, and Giganotosaurus are all up there as the top land carnivores of all time. So what's did, has the T-Rex just had better PR all these years? I've never heard of that. But yeah. the T-Rex is the is the guy. Like, how did why lose how did we lose track of this? Um people it's not from America, first of oh. all. You know I mean, T-Rex is America's dinosaur. It was just really? discovered way earlier. It has had time to be in the public consciousness in movies, whatnot. And T-Rex, like, it had a much bigger, stronger bite force, too. Uh. Like, like Giganotosaurus was larger, but T-Rex had the strongest bite force of any animal that's ever lived on land. That's a good, that's a good claim. Yeah. But yeah, it's America's dinosaur TM. What are you, you going to do? I, that is... The wow, the ethnocentrism of American yeah. dinosaurs. I mean, we've got, most dinosaur species we know about are from the American and Canadian Rockies because that's the place that we've been looking the most over the past right. 150 years, which, like, ironically, paleontology is a young discipline, you know, 1850s, <laughs> right? Yeah. 1850s, the term dinosaur was coined. That's 150, 170 years ago, whereas, like, biology, chemistry, physics, right. like, this shit goes back way longer. So what's what was the big claw guy? That's a real big, dinosaur. Right? I yeah. love the inclusion yeah. of the big claw guy. That, uh, that was is scary. There is Xenosaurus. There is no Saurus like there is Xenosaurus. Uh, it is a giant about the size of a T Rex, herbivore, toothless beak, and these giant three, the largest claws of any animal that's ever existed, like a meter long claws. Uh, that most a lot of times people thought were used for like digging or like like somehow stripping trees of foliage, but like right. the idea of those being necessary defense mechanisms against large animals. I'm not exactly sure what the largest carnivore that lived alongside Therizinosaurus was, but you would imagine if those are defense mechanisms that they evolved because of that exact reason. So, so it's cool it, to see that animal. So when it kills the deer in this, is it basically sport killing? Because if it's a It's just like, get out of the fucking way. You're like a little flea and I'm here to eat. You right, know? it's, it's like, like move. it's move where it just kills that thing was like a yeah. straight up slasher movie. That was right, a I, Michael I like this, though, Myers it's not movie. A yeah, it's not a carnivore. It's not going to actively hunt you. But think about how dangerous some large herbivores are, like in our world. Like if you got too close to like a moose and it's it's uh, yeah. offspring, like a moose will mm -hmm. fuck you up. Yeah, and yeah. they're not trying to eat you. And so it was cool to see a giant, scary-looking, like fang, not fang, finger fangs. I'm calling those finger fangs. <laughs> Claw uh, shark. Yeah, finger yeah, fangs. Yeah, that's, um, that's the term. In this in this series, because like both Giganotosaurus and Therizinosaurus are not dinosaurs people know about, but they're yeah. badass and incredibly yeah. underrated. So it's cool to see them get a little bit of a spotlight. And I honestly thought the uh, the way they kind of leaned in and slowly built the suspense and the the knowledge of all the anatomy of Therizinosaurus was that probably was a great the best. Scene. Like what? That was a great scene. Yeah, it's like best. I think of the dinosaurs in this movie. It was, I think, the best, like, kind of slow reveal in awe and let people bask in what the hell this weird-looking thing was. Yeah. I My only thing was I just wish that instead of it looking like it was hunting Claire, we could have seen that it was actually just going to drink water. Because that's the thing that, like, that that relief of that scene, watching yeah. it, no, like, watching it, I was going, okay, but it's not a predator. It's not right. hunting her. It looks like it's right. hunting her, but it's not. And so I was so waiting for that moment where, it, like, we reveal that, no, this thing 
dinosaurs are so fucking weird that sometimes they have claws the length of a yardstick just cause. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. like the great thing about dinosaurs. But it was cool to see to see one, which I did not know that, about them until basically it was like a Dino 101 best of list. This movie yeah. that's yeah. very exciting. So yeah. Dustin, there's too. They finally have some feathers. They had some feathers. I noticed we that. Got, I thought they were very, they seemed very feather forward in this movie yeah. compared to previous We got some good feathers. We got Quetzalcoatl. Was that, did I say that right? I never can say it right. Quetzalcoatlus. Quetzalcoatlus. Quetzalcoatl, yes. I think, is is a is a leader yeah. of a he, Yes. So this is Quet, of a people. Uh, yes. Which is I mean, why I always mix them up. This was named after him. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So that's the giant, the <laughs> giant pteranodon that is chasing down the, that takes down the, the, um, the plane. Yeah. Oh, that's this bird, which uh, Dustin had the did guy you say this bird. This, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did just say this bird. I'm sorry. I I thought of it it's as a bird. A, I, it, it's not a bird. I'm sorry, Dustin. It's not even related to birds. It's not. No, related it's, to it's birds. not even related to birds. And I, well, I just they're both reptiles, technically. Yeah. But it's not in the same lineage, right? As no. pterosaurs are. No, they're different. Pterosaurs are the first vertebrates on the planet yeah. to be able to uh, achieve powered flight, which is pretty badass. And then Quetzalcoatlus is up there with the large quite possibly the largest animal that's ever flown. Like F-16 fighter jet, it's the size of a giraffe. It's bonkers. Oh and they launched yeah. something that I was looking at that I don't think they got part, we're gonna get into the anatomical yeah. practice. Uh, we're pretty sure that most pterosaurs launched from all fours. So you think of a bird like kind of rearing up on its hind legs and flapping and taking right. off. Imagine instead being down all fours and kind of like jump Just flap. Like jumping. And then, yeah. 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 Jesus. It's, oh, and it's horrifying, Jordan, because their arms, they're, they're, when their wings are folded up, the you basically just see the bone so it becomes these weird little spiky sort of claw things like the monster in cloverfield oh my god like imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. that you know the monster in cloverfield how it moved on those arms yeah. they were kind of folded up now imagine yeah. if then those unfolded and became wings that sounds like the fucking mothman or something it's so horrifying <laughs> it's, it's so horrifying so they're not birds though no, not they're they not are all, flying reptiles not all dinosaurs not all dinosaurs are birds but dinosaurs mm. and birds are connected yes not all dinosaurs are birds, but all birds are dinosaurs. Birds are a type of dinosaur. Mm -hmm. Birds are a type of dinosaur. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. I think that will that will square that away in my mind. Yeah. But yeah, that was it was so it, Dustin was running during the pandemic Dino 101, which was which yes. he now has converted into a monthly show, broader STEM stuff. And so this was like a Dino 101's best of hits. Like this was every animal I've learned about through that was getting its moment on this, which I was grateful for. Yeah, yeah, when you watch something, when you watch something like this, Dustin, are you like, oh, I'm like, this will now, like, I will fold this into my like science education outreach. Like, hey guys, we have these great examples of these uh, dinosaurs that you don't hear a lot about. Like, how does something like this factor pop culturally factor into how you then continue to get the word out about dinosaurs? Um, I mean, it's good to have more and more like Giganotosaurus, like there is an Osaurus that people like know of as yeah. just like a point of reference to start a conversation. Uh, and like, yeah, people, when movies like this come out, regardless of how perfect or not perfect the sure. dinosaurs are, more people are excited to talk about dinosaurs, right? So it's simply just an, another way to get people as an inroads to have the conversation. I can't like, believe- literally doing right now. I can't <laughs> believe there was, I can't believe, like, I I walked out to get a soda at when they were in the, they, when we were at the raptor dog fights. And sure. I was That's like- what the fuck's going on? And I got like I to me the movie actually didn't need to start until we were at Biosyn. 
It's like, I feel like we could have had that clip package at the beginning where there's that hilarious scene of the little girl, like the news footage of the little girl being chased by two teeny tiny dinosaurs. <laughs> that was great stuff. And then we could have just like been like, yeah, all these people were invited to Biosyn because they want like rubber stamp institutional legitimacy from like beloved science figures. It didn't need to be like, we're going to do a chase scene in Malta. We're going to have raptor dog fights. Uh, Daichen Lachman is there for thank God only reason I need to be there I just was like what are we doing why are we ever not in Biosyn a Jurassic Park movie should be about getting out of a place that's filled with dinosaurs period period thank you for reminding me what one of my notes is in helping me decode it because I could not understand what I had written and now I realize (laughs) it was Daichen Lachman in Fast and Furious 1 (laughs) because no one is better suited to be a Fast and Furious villain than Daichin Lachman no. standing there in that white outfit yep. with her arms crossed behind her head sexily, sexily and then using like a laser to get raptors yeah. to attack the people. laser pointer raptor guide I didn't quite understand at all what that was supposed to be doing that actually made like sense cats to me just that... chase a laser kind of thing no like, no what no is that? you it's training so it's the same idea as like when you train a dog uh. so you basically have, they've <clears throat> theoretically these are raptors that have been trained that if something has the laser pointed at it that's what you're telling them that's what it's supposed to go for oh so you're telling them which to select so theoretically hitting somebody with that laser well then they'll be like ah oh, that's the one i'm supposed to go uh. for and then they'll chase it that being said, would a raptor necessarily chase them like Jason Bourne running through the streets? <laughs> I think there's an argument to be made that raptors would not do that. It kind of but, seemed like they would lose interest quickly once they were outside of, like, the play space. I, well, I think there's a degree to which one could question whether or not any of the raptor training actually makes sense. But, you know, we've the, gone, we're three episodes, we're three and now it's just what it is. I love that apparently the universal sign for this is how you quell a raptor is just... Hand out. Is just a fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. These are not the droids. Like, what is that? What the fuck It's not just raptors in this movie. He does it to a... um, To a... Was it a parasaur? He does it to... um, At one point... To carnosaurs, like there's so much, so and I know just I'm butchering every because what ends up happening when I'm reading things is I read like the first three letters, the last three letters, and I'm like, that's the word I wanted, great, and then I move on. So I've never learned dinosaur names properly. I've never learned most things that I read on a page properly. It's also why I confused Ms. Maisel and Ms. Marvel the other day on Twitter. I think actually that just makes you like a 68 year old mom or something. I just, I skim. I'm like, this is what I need for. Cool. Mrs. Meisel, you know. I know. That was just entirely, I was like, I'm just, I read the first two, Ms. M.A. And I was like, ah, it's Twitter. People are talking about Ms. Maisel. Then I was like, why are they telling us that's not for white people? It's <laughs> exclusively for white people. Sorry, that was a digression. Anyway, the point is, is that everyone in this movie just holds a hand up and every dinosaur just knows that's all you got to do. Yeah. When the clone child just- is just like, listen to me. And the dinosaur is like, okay, I'm listening. I was like. You're a baby. You're not trained for this. No, but see, the clone child and clone raptor are the same. It's a metaphor, Jordan. <laughs> see, because then also Claire is like a raptor, too, <laughs> because she's the mother. And this whole thing is about motherhood. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't what do you think man. of training clone raptors, child. training raptors, Dustin? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> No, maybe I mean, smaller. You, it's I just plausible. think training. I think training those raptors of that size is maybe the misstep, right? Like a dog-sized raptor. Why? Why is the size matter? 
Um, because I think that, and because it would like take horses are pretty big. (laughs) Yeah, but horses are also like specifically can't trainable. Like that's a thing with horses that they're yeah they are like they. I don't. I don't understand horses. I never. You say, are you saying you can't? Them. One cannot train a horse. I feel like they're quite. No, trained. I said they're. They are specifically very trainable. As well. Oh, like, I thought I heard like the opposite. Thing. There. No, yeah. their thing is like being trainable. I think that like, if if I were say a seven foot tall raptor and a six foot tall man was trying to tell me that it was in charge, I would eat the, the six foot tall man. Whereas, um, whereas like if you're dealing with smaller raptors and you're holding your hand out, you're not just extending your arm to give them something to grab onto. Like they're small, they're out of the way. I don't know. Out of the way. I feel like it's the difference of training like a, a German shepherd versus a wolf, which wolves are fucking huge. Like, um, I think they could have made a distinction between being able to train an animal that they've grown up with in her yes, training yeah. versus a random new one that you just encounter. That's like, Oh, you're, you're putting your hand food closer to my mouth. Thank you. <laughs> your hand right, food. That's the thing. When he was holding off two giant ass dinosaurs, I was like, you just gave him a pull apart. You're like a pull apart Twizzler right now. Right. You're just Chris Pratt is just string cheese to them. And they each get to take a side of the head and twist. What was the thing that was keeping the dinosaurs, the flying dinosaurs below like a certain yeah, altitude question. was that like a sound wave thing like do we know yeah, they, they said there was some sort of a, a, a safety feature it's like when place. you put they like an invisible fence like, out for a dog yeah well they that's also basically. remember aren't aren't the ones that lived on the ground the terrestrial ones they had some sort of microchip or something yeah they that, could like, like yeah. bring them, them all back. yeah yeah so maybe something similar to like that i don't know that's i kind of of the security features at Biosyn, that one I could <laughs> hand wave away. The others, I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. But being able to keep dinosaurs below a certain, like, a certain height pterosaurs. on the pterosaurs. air. Di- oh, my God. P- pterosaurs. Sorry. <laughs> what did you call it? I called them dinosaurs again, and they're not dinosaurs, and I'm just. Why isn't that? What? Honestly, okay, like, so, what? Because like, there are two different so- branches of. It, it's- what's a dinosaur and what's not a dinosaur, then, is my question. Oh, okay. Dustin. Yeah. yeah do- what's so- a dinosaur? So for any group of animals, there's a certain suite of physical characteristics, adaptations uh-huh. that then scientists are like, oh, if this animal has all of these things, it's a cat. If the animal has all these things, it's a dog. So <clears throat> the same thing happens with like dinosaurs. So you have reptiles. Yeah. One type of reptile are pterosaurs. A different type of reptile uh-huh. are dinosaurs. So these uh-huh. are two different groups of reptiles. Okay. Right. So Just they're, like they're, we're a they're... different group of apes than gorillas so it, a pterosaurus exactly is it's a category of say it, it again it's a category of thing it wasn't like it's not necessarily one specific creature but it's a category of creature pterosaurs yeah, yeah pterosaurs like dinosaurs Got, yeah okay gotcha. so the same way that like mm-hmm. with mammals you have then a breakdown of different kinds of mammals mm-hmm. and then there's between, between you then have smaller grouping and then you get into like you get into primates then primates has a smaller grouping within that and that's where we follow somewhere, you know, that same kind of breakdown of smaller and smaller groups. There's a split that happens between pterosaurs and dinosaurs. Are do any do any dinosaurs fly or is that? Yes. Oh, OK. So birds. that's not one of the. Oh, the birds. Right. That's right. right the birds. Although, the, Dustin, how far are you into prehistoric planets? I don't want to do any spoilers. Two. So have you seen the cool raptor sequence yet with the raptors hunting have you seen the snowy stuff yet? Do we mean raptors yeah. as in birds now? No, no, no. We mean raptors as in like ah. as in as in raptors. Raptor. Okay, as yeah. in actual raptors. Okay. Yeah. Did you see the hunt sequence with the three raptors yet? What are they hunting? 
in my head it's goats and it's not goats it's <laughs> that's what it's, we see it's, dinosaurs it's, ter- it's pterosaurs of some sort they're hunting pterosaurs like on a sheer cliff face wow oh i don't think i've seen that no. okay well there's I've some seen coasts and deserts yeah it's not coasts or deserts it's, <laughs> okay. i think it's i think it's like i think it's arctic um okay. wow. i don't think it's in deserts yet but yeah so there's there is some speculation. I don't want to spoil it for you, Dustin, but there's some speculation okay. about how the feathers and how the bone structure of the raptors are used. So they don't have full flight, but it's interesting. I forget where where I, is Biosyn located? It is in the Dolomite Mountains in Italy. Okay, it's in the Dolomiti. Yep. Let's talk about this. No, this is this. yes. I I because I was like, wait, can you just put every dinosaur into no. the fucking Dolomites? Because I mean, I guess like you can put a polar bear into New York's into the Central Park Zoo. So I guess why not technically, but no. Also, well, in the movie in general, like there's a lot of, especially the first like 20, 30 minutes, it's lots of dinosaurs in the snow. And where they're just trying to show that like they'd spread across the world because also not every animal can just like live anywhere that it spreads to. Exactly, yeah. And I'm not really sure. Like, yeah, some dinosaurs lived in cooler climates than others, but like, I don't know, we have no evidence that Parasaurolophus was withstanding those types of temperatures, first of all. Second of all, the Dolomites thing, like at Biosyn, like it seemed like the plane crashed into an uh, like an iceberg in a frozen lake. And then on the other side of the bridge, there's a jungle that Claire is in. Yeah. Are they in like a like a biodome situation? There's no ceiling on it, but it's like they, a completely different fucking ecosystem. They don't explain at any point what the biosystems are that are happening it's there. Like a it's like wet in- jungle. Yeah, it, it it should be like an alpine terrain, and instead it somehow becomes semi-tropical. <laughs> and That's what I thought. It was like, I thought that maybe they're in like confined areas, that, you know, and it, the idea of like, it's almost like Jurassic Park. Right. Yeah. But, but they've took it to like the next level where it's like a biodome situation and they've genetically modified or genetic. Well, yeah, they've, they've terraformed whatever that right. area is, whatever environment they want. But I don't yeah, know that wasn't explained. I didn't get the sense of that, in which I think they just basically like picked up and moved everything. And essentially we now have the Dilophosaurus, which was hanging out in Costa off the coast of Costa Rica, is now in happily living in tunnels underneath. Uh, yeah, life finds a way. Life finds a way. It just found it so quickly. It just found see, and Amanda, that's the case for the Indominus. I Commerce will, finds a way. I will make the argument is really about to discuss that. And so what, like, did did dinosaurs, ex- and, you know, the, they're very, pterosaurs, various things, did they kind of exist in a band, or a temperate or, like, warmer band around the globe? Or did it, were, were there dinosaurs in, yes like, no. colder? Okay. So, yes, and that they were generally less distributed on a band around the world because at the time all the continents were much closer together. Right, right, right. So right. we found dinosaur fossils on literally every single continent, including Antarctica. Yeah. But at the time that animal was alive and then died in, An- I'm sorry, I'm air quotes, Antarctica. Yeah. Antarctica was like 600, 800 miles farther north than it is now. Right, 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 right. Yeah, dinosaurs could have lived through extreme temperatures in like the, in a yearly cycle, but it wasn't as if they were living on the current spread that we have. Yeah, and, and like they weren't yeah. just like they weren't just like moved there on a boat one day and then like thriving. Right, <laughs> that's the other thing. Like you, they're not just running through the Sierra Nevadas just in in herds. <laughs> Amanda is spent. She's. I just. Spent. I. When I saw that sequence starting to unfold and realized that we were going to get dinosaur cowboys, 
And all I could think the whole time was, I don't think a rope is going to cut it. I was and frankly then shocked. When that- the rope cut it, and then the dinosaur apparently just figured out that you can just walk on the rope on a lead. <laughs> and that's just how, it, like, I've had harder times getting puppies to understand that if I'm putting a leash on them, they should walk with it. Have you ever tried walking a cat on a leash? That shit's not going to happen. But a dinosaur? Yeah, he really dinosaur picked up is just on like, that. yeah, that's cool. Let's do this. Sure. Take me wherever you want, Chris Pratt. <laughs> Separate me from my herd. My herd will be fine with that. Yeah. My herd never has a problem with predators like trying to select out one of the prey. Yeah. That and I don't have a problem with it either. I trust this guy. Yeah. Well, he did the hand thing. <laughs> he did. He did the hand. He did thing. the hand thing. <laughs> so, reality index, gang. Let's just take a second to talk about how do we feel about where everybody from our our core trio of Ian, Ellie, and Alan when they all reconnect. Were they where you guys thought they would be in life? Honestly, Was yes. This what you- yeah, like Ian would be cashing in in some like new tech way thing. Alan would be doing the exact same fucking thing, and Laura Dern would have had a life. And I, I, I always like that we always has a no- have known that Malcolm had many children. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. Hilarious. That's still funny. I think when we meet him in Jurassic Park, he's like, "Oh, I love kids. I have three of my own." Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. now he has like four. He has five. By five. Then. Five. To of them. five now. Yeah, he has My five kids. God. I mean, he does say anything can and will happen. <laughs> <laughs> I personally, like, I, I was a hundred percent on board with where uh, when we revisit yeah. them, I was like, "Yep, that this is who all three of these people are." Malcolm having five kids, I imagine at least one of them is like two to three years old. There's yeah. just no way he didn't have an mm. have a baby. He didn't ha- do an Alec Baldwin and have a baby with a thirty yeah. year old. Like that just is what it is. That's yeah. That's very much so. Yeah, and I love that for him. I was thrilled by Ian of, of Ian Malcolm being exactly the same human he's always been because yeah. no one like every other character they might undergo change they might that man doesn't need to change mm-hmm. yeah and like and like Dr. Grant isn't changing because like he wants to but is incapable of it and Ellie Sattler is amazing yeah <laughs> she, and when she, she remains amazing her her blue dust duster vest was just <laughs> With the her, height. Like, silly little shoe that she could have got from like a TJ Maxx. I know. I loved it. I was thrilled <laughs> for her. You know what's amazing, guys? We've been talking about this movie for quite some time. And we've talked about the dinosaurs, which the movie has no interest in talking about. But you know what we haven't talked about? The danger of, of Cretaceous era locusts. Didn't, I was I was waiting for someone to bring this up. I mean, so, it's the only, it's the, it's the, it's the only questions. thing really in the movie that matters somehow are locusts. Questions. Yeah. So many questions. <laughs> um, what do you know about Cretaceous era locusts, Dustin? I'll tell you one thing. Uh, it's a complete misconception that insects were like ginormous when the dinosaurs were around. I mean, they may have been slightly marginally larger, okay. but like, not like those. Not like monsters. Right? And I'm not. <laughs> I don't know if I missed it or if they said this or not. Were, were these specifically brought back from DNA from I, back then? Is that what they, or I, they, were they genetically they were, made Adominus Rex style? Are they a yeah, new thing? They were monsters. They were like modified locusts, modified with Cretaceous era DNA, which is a great okay, thing sure. to do if you're trying to have nothing traced back to you as the only corporation who's allowed to do anything, any work <laughs> any. with dinosaur DNA. Yeah. So, it's important to make sure that you have that thumbprint in there. Okay, so I like the fact then that they were 
they were not just like trying to recreate a locust from back then because it wouldn't have been that big anyway. So I'm fine. Adamus Rex style. I'm fine with them making a thing. They're doing their thank right. God, whatever. But why did I also, I may, I may have missed that too. Why are they making these insects? It what was is the point? Because Biosyn makes, makes seed for crops. And so they were creating something to annihilate anything that wasn't Biosyn. So they could completely is, control the world's Is that supply. inferred? Did they say that? So it tips off. Ellie gets tipped off to it in the field when she's like, why didn't your neighbor's crops get eaten? Because right. their crops are thriving right. next door. Yeah. And she's like, do you plant bios? Like, they plant bios and seed. Do you plant bios and seed? She's like, no. And she's like, I didn't think so. So, like, she's and got a hunch. then it never comes back to it. Well, again. and he, and, and the, and not Tim Cook says something right. about, like, literally he literally says the words like control the world's food supply so like that's their game with bd wong who's just there looking like he has a wasting disease like who is not BD, not BD hunching wong and looked... like squinting the entire time it's like what not is as, this not his sexiest role no no like, bd wong you are still thriving what is going on with this character it, i did love jeff he, goldblum he being read like, the script and... it's always this guy it's always yeah, this guy always every that. time <laughs> I just I love that he basically was like, I'll show up to set, but I'm not changing out of my 2020 quarantine outfit. <laughs> it yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, which there's a little bit like Big Lebowski vibes. Almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he got his, his big cozy sweater. Lab. Like he might yeah. as well have had had some sweat, some sweats on. He was. And then when he shows up clutching his briefcase at the end. Oh, my God. Just... The clutching the briefcase. I was like, what is in there? <laughs> what is yeah. going on with this man? I felt so bad for him in a way that I don't think I was supposed to feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like not like a like a tragic figure, not like a misguided figure. Like just yeah. like mm, oh no. I just like, oh buddy, <laughs> the Biosyn health insurance doesn't cover mental care. Like, what's going on, dude? I got a great psychiatrist. I can hook you up with her. Like, I don't know what's going on, but it's nothing good. Yeah, it was <sighs> You guys remember when this movie started with a dinosaur heist and we just never returned to that lifestyle for Bryce Dallas Howard? Yes. I I was actually talking about that on Twitter today that like one of the things I really miss about the original trilogy is how great the cold opens are because the cold opens are always completely without context. Mm. They let you and then they'll backfill it afterward or it might have like you'll figure out what happened and give it context. Mm. But it starts it off really with something really big. It starts you off with a good punch. And I thought in Jurassic with the first Jurassic World doesn't have the cold open. Uh-huh. And so I thought and I Again, didn't see Fallen Kingdom, but I was like, oh, cool. We're starting with the cold open again because we opened with the ocean. Oh, you didn't see Fallen Kingdom. So that clone came out of nowhere for you. I 100% was like, <laughs> cloning people now? Oh I was God. so, I wasn't like lost, lost, but I was definitely like, this seems like a big throwaway. I must have missed something. <laughs> I must have. But also like the cloning people was the thing that I was, I was like, why do we care? Who cares if they can clone a person? <laughs> There's a set. There's six billion people, seven billion people. I don't care about that. Clone me a mini, a miniature mammoth. That's what I care about. Um, but yeah, when it it opened, it opened with that sequence with the crabs, and I was like, "This is gonna be so good. We're gonna get this great classic Jurassic Park cold open. Right. It's gonna be really cool. There's gonna be this life or death situation on the high seas, uh-huh. and then it, we launch into a now this video that I have never in my life <laughs> the watched. Now, the now this partnership." And now this partnership, and I was like, I've never watched one of these all the way through because they're boring as shit. And now I'm being forced to watch five minutes of expository now this. That was really funny. It was, I was so amped to just be like kicked right in the throat with dinosaur. And instead, (laughs) Mm -mm. they basically should have just had like Linda Ellerby sitting down being like, this is a Nick News special about dinosaurs in our world. 
And <laughs> Nick's tri- news. But the movie, if they had done the Triceratops as the cold open, fucking solid. If they had just gone straight and open, straight with the Triceratops mm-hmm. rescue, that would have told me everything I need to know about this goddamn world. Is it? Except, like, for, except for the clone. The clone would have still caught me off guard. Are we, like, do we have reason to believe that, like, mining DNA, like, dinosaur DNA would be, like, the solution to cancer and everything? Like, why would that be true? Anybody? Like, you can't. No. First of all, you can't mine dinosaur DNA. Like, DNA, it doesn't last that long. Like, even the best DNA that hasn't degraded is preserved, like, impeccably. One, maybe two million years old. So, like, at this point, you know, I'm never, you never say never in science, but, like, the idea of having useful DNA from dinosaurs is still a ways away. And yet, what would that tell you? How would that help you cure, like, human cancer? Yeah, like the idea I, I, that they're that they're the answer to like modern medical woes. I was like, but fucking why? I took it as because a shout out to that huge? Spider-Man concept. I, I took it as a shout out to the Spider-Man uh, cartoon like comic where the, oh, the just- dinosaur guy who's like, but I don't want to cure cancer. I just want to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> don't give it. You've seen that comic, right? I have yeah. not. Yeah, okay, I will send it to you. It's like a two panel and it's basically a dinosaur man who's the villain and Spider-Man's like, why are you doing this? Why are you turning people into dinosaurs when you could use your technology to cure cancer? And his answer is very reasonably, but I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. Sure. Which I think is a very relatable approach to having that kind of technology. (laughs) But yeah, no, there's no reason. Like, there's nothing that we would like there's no, it sounds like dinosaurs had super healing powers. Right. Dinosaurs yeah. do, and we've seen dinosaur fossils that show signs of cancers and that show that they've got, that they got sick from diseases and that they had all sorts of different infections and things. We've seen this in the, in the records. So it's not as if it's even like, well, dinosaurs never got sick. So we know that we can get a cure that way. It's like mm-hmm. they might not have gotten a cold, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that that's going to be able to help us at all. Um, but again, that's like, that's one of those things that I can just, yeah, I wasn't hung up on it. I could hand wave it away if it hadn't been we can fix everything. Yeah. And that seemed like like a panacea kind of situation. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. In the same way that like the little, you know, the cl- the clone. Macy? What's her Maisie. name? Maisie. Maisie. Okay. Lockwood. So the clone being like her that her her cloned adult version of herself mother had completely rewritten her genetic code so she'd never have a genetic disorder. Yeah. And that she apparently, like, her blood is the cure to all human suffering. (laughs) It's just, it's ambitious in a way that it maybe... (laughs) Ambitious. Didn't need... We're being so ambitious with so much else. Maybe we don't need to be ambitious on this particular front. (laughs) We're going so far as to have dinosaurs in in the, basically, the Italian Alps. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we don't also need to have dinosaurs have magic blood. <laughs> oh, wait. Are, is it <laughs> with the clone girls, the idea that like we're going to be able to, like you said, eradicate all these human ailments? Yeah, I think like if we can de- if we can like backwards work from her blood, the way that her mom changed okay, her system yeah. was delivering XYZ thing through passage- pathogens to spread throughout her body, which effectively changed her genetic structure. Like, how can we reverse engineer what's inside of her to do the same thing to fix people? And right. also locusts. And also locusts. And also locusts. And I did understand why we most needed... common in, with humans for, for DNA. 
I like the idea of like a plague though. I do like that. Like yeah. a literal plague. Yeah. Creating a like a, a creating a locust plague or that they're like a plague for like the a biblical or plague a- or like a sickness plague. Yeah. Do you mean Both. do you mean the locust <laughs> being a plague on humans or do you mean a plague to kill the locusts? No, I mean the plague the locust being a plague on humans. Yeah, totally. If like right. I, I like if we had because it was like it did the exact wrong amount of stuff with the locusts. It yes. like got brought up and then it's like it's going to keep being around here. But like we're not going to dwell on it. Like we're not going to like we're not going to really impose upon you the terror of what these people what these locusts are doing to the world. We're just going to show you like one field and be like this could be bad. And then we're going to solve it before like it's really bad. I just there wasn't enough of yeah. almost anything for me. <laughs> There wasn't well, enough dinosaurs until we hit a certain threshold. One of the things with the big, like, the big fan display around their heads that we always have in the franchise. The Dilophos- the ones that, that spit? Yeah. Dilophosaurus, which they probably didn't have that fan. They or did spit. not. Yeah. Or, or, the, or the spit. So that's no, just... But, I mean, there's no evidence for either of those. Okay. Yeah, but they're fun they have, I mean, they, which is weird because, like, they're already badass looking. They have a double-crested mohawk on their skull. Yeah. Like, why do we need to make up new crazier things? That's bonkers. Is that, yeah. like, the skull is actually the structure of the, the, the crests on their heads? It's not, like, just, like, a skin formation? No, no, that's the skull. Yeah. Oh. Sweet. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking rad. That'd be a... That would be such a crazy... That... I'm trying to think of, like, the moment when you find that thing for the first time. Like, you discover that new species and you pull this fucking skull out and it's got these goddamn ridges on it. That is rad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Dinosaurs are fucking cool, man. They're fucking cool, man. They're fucking cool. And, you know, the the all, the all entire, all six of the Jurassic Park, the Jurassic Park World series have always been like, well, Park what's World. the point of... <laughs> What's the point of of digging? You know, it'll we're gonna make paleontologists obsolete if dinosaurs are alive again. It's like, well, mm, there's still a lot of things like there's still a lot of transition species. There's still a lot of species that we don't have a fossil record. We got a lot of things that we can still go looking for. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons to dig in the ground, and that that the one of the few failings I would say. Okay, geologists. <laughs> yeah, you're damn right. We gotta go looking in the ground for stuff, but you gotta go look for like that's like saying, well, humans exist, so why do we still have archaeologists? Right. <laughs> well, we're still here. We're still here. So you know, if we can study humans here, why would we want to study older humans? It's like, well, because we can learn things about how the they evolved and how they developed, and um, you know, their natural environments as it should have been versus how do dinosaurs navigate Malta. And that's always been like the failing of these movies. And I feel like this is really leaned into that with this idea of like, well, di- you know, we see Alan. He's like, there's no funding. Funding's dried up, which has always been the complaint that Alan's always had because right. funding is always drying up because yeah. we don't fund our sciences properly. But mm-hmm. when he's like, no one's interested. In- Man, if dinosaurs suddenly existed again, how many more kids do you think would suddenly be super into paleontology? Oh, I would imagine a lot. So many. I would imagine so many a lot. kids. Kids who have been who've been raised their whole lives thinking dinosaurs aren't real, or like don't really. You know, there are people not just weird oh, fundamentalists, yes. not just I know, I not know. just weird fundamentalists. <laughs> I people know. just straight up like because they've never dealt with dinosaur fossils, they just are like no, that's just like a thing Hollywood made up, right? I know someone who was like this. Wait, that's real. People, wait. How what? old is this person? Uh, she is a couple years younger than I am, so early thirties. Is she allowed to vote? Yes. <laughs> she is a lovely person. She married a good friend. Of, or, uh, she married a friend of mine who is super into dinosaurs, which is what's really wonderfully ironic. And she just thought that like dinosaurs weren't real. She thought that they were made up for Jurassic Park, essentially. 
Huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, so, the ones in Jurassic Park were made up for <laughs> Jurassic Park. Yes. <laughs> Technically. Do, so do you guys think that either of you could break into a biosyn facility if given the tools? Because I kind of think I could. I mean, I think this biosyn facility, yeah. 100%, right? I like the facility. It looked nice. It looked great. Like a- it looked like it looked like a tech startup campus. Like yeah. it, you know. Yeah. The, first, the first scene where we meet Dodson, is that his name? Yeah. Dodgson. Dot Also, was that a throwback to the Dodson in the original Jurassic Park? Because it I- could be an accident. I couldn't tell. It's a good it might have been. I think like this movie did those things where you're like, is this on purpose or this is an accident? Yeah, did because did somebody way. remark at a certain point like Dodgson? Like with surprise? Did that happen or am I making that up right now? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. This, this anyway, the first scene where we meet him yeah. and he does his little intro at Biosyn, fucking chef's kiss. I <laughs> loved him. I'm like, I love this character. <laughs> love him. Love. It was so good. Why did you love him? Because he was such like a perfect, you know, like biotech billionaire guy. Yeah. With- yeah, and then like breaking into the whole like, are, am I hungry? Are you hungry? Do you have a snack? That whole it was. Just, yeah, it was- the, I I loved the. Do you have do like Do you have one of my bars? It was just yeah, like yeah. This thing. is this great. is absolutely yeah. what you would do to this yeah. person right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. This is the kind of guy who like believes that his company should be men- should be measuring everybody's biometric readings to make sure their insulin levels are level so that they can all be the maximum productivity. That guy 100%. felt like he was in a different movie. Like th- he was in a different movie than was happening. It felt like he was in the Locust movie and at a certain point our legacy cast was in a dinosaur movie and it was like, <laughs> no, like never the point. twain shall like meet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It, how, well, okay. So mm-hmm. when they when they summon all the dinosaurs at the end because the place is on fire, are they just putting them all in one fucking plaza? Oh, well, that reminds me what? That, uh, of my favorite quote from the movie, if if I can for a moment. Please. Uh, yes. Jeff, Gold, like everything's going to shit. Jeff Gold, who gets on the phone, <laughs> he says, I can't get a hold of anyone because everything's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that scene where he's just cutting people down to size and sit, when he's just like, you made a promise to a dinosaur i can't get a hold of everybody anybody because everything's on fire it was like this is just the jeff variety hour right now this is what we need yeah yeah there's other i wrote down other quotes we if you want to do jeff oh no i mean ian every (laughs) the only time anybody in my theater laughed was once everyone was united together and then ian started knocking out those jokes up until like there was not a single reaction in the very crowded one o'clock showing saturday showing at the grove no reactions whatsoever until Ian started making those jokes. And it was like everyone was on board. The girl next to me was having a full meltdown at how scared she was. It was amazing. How old was she? Full full adult. Full 20s. Oh, wow. At okay. least. She was like, she's like covering her face. At one point, she was frantically shaking her hands because she was that's so nervous. I was like, at so what? Awesome I was like- so happy for her. I mean, that's great. I'm glad she's having the experience. And I was in shock. Yeah, that's I can see if you're like a kid, but no, she was like, like this person can't, this person absolutely cannot watch like actual scary movies because it would, it would destroy them. Like this is her scary movie. And it made me like a thing I couldn't really, I think it really got stuck on watching her have such an intense experience with this movie was like the Jurassic Park movies are their best when they are scary movies. When they are essentially slashers. Like, mm-hmm. that is actually when this, like, the whole That's, first movie is so yeah. fucking scary. Like, those mm-hmm. are the parts you really, like, you remember mm-hmm. that, like, face-to-face with the spitting dinosaur. Mm-hmm. You remember the raptor snapping at the leg of, like, Lex as she gets pulled up in the ceiling. You remember, like, don't 
move. Like Ian Freeze. Like those are the ones that like really emblazon in your mind. That and like the wonder of it. But like these movies are best when they lean into just being like fucking scary movies, man. Because dinosaurs are scary. They're yeah. scary. They are awesome and terrifying. And it goes back to what we said at the beginning. Was this movie ultimately about dinosaurs? Yeah. Should have been. And the movie's at its best when it does finally let itself become about dinosaurs. Once we, everything from like the cave sequence or the amber mine sequence on. Yeah. It's, I really enjoyed, honestly. Yeah. That last, like those last 30 minutes, they're chaotic. And <laughs> there are definitely large swaths of it that don't necessarily make sense, but I don't care. At that point, I'm yeah. like, Fuck, yes, give me chaos in the amber mines give me ian trying the code 6969 and thinking <laughs> that is what worked <laughs> and Wait, then, is that what he did at the end yeah i'm pretty sure he punched in 6969 the, the funny thing was i thought he was gonna I, and he almost did he i think the first thing he did was 1993 i thought oh, he was, was gonna do, I, so i thought he was gonna do yeah i thought he was gonna do that i think he also did like a premiere date for something because i think he did an he, like he did, he did a couple of codes because I was watching specifically to see if it was going to end up being like the premiere date of Jurassic Park was the. That's was what the I thought. Code. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and an then my joke thing, yeah. right? Because that's the sort of like that's the sort of Easter egg I was expecting, not the Barbasol yeah. can. I was yeah. not I, expecting I to see the Barbasol can again. <laughs> and then that was going to be one so, of the yeah, few things like, he took. With I him. wanted to see the Barbasol can in a less heavy-handed way. Right. Yeah. Like A of all, it was too heavy-handed, and B of all, that dude doesn't use Barbasol. Right. No. I, I, I was right. expecting that guy see, doesn't care about the Barbasol can. He all you need to do is give me Alan Grant at the dig site, squirting Barbasol into his hand and using it. Or really even fast. like you're panning. You're yeah. at the site. You're panning past a sink and you see the Barbasol. Barbasol the can. Exactly. Right. All I like, yeah. you, you see the clutter of his like tent. Like we the tent was perfect. The tent that first perfect. scene where they came together. I mean, to be fair, the edible is hitting right then. But <laughs> the first scene when they came together in the tent. Yeah. I was like, I, you know, let me say this. I will say that there were times in this movie that I got emotional in ways I was not expecting or right. times I was not expecting. And I, and that was the first one because it brought me back to like 19, you know, the first yeah. time. The yeah. Well, that's what I think great. makes, that's what I, that's what I feel like the first, like, cause obviously like it's a post the original, it's, it's a Rocky franchise, but like there are still things that like mean so much to like, I just, it was like, why, how, how did we spend so long with our team not together when like, that's the, that's the money. Like that's, that's the yeah. juice right there. Like, why are yeah. we, why did it take us this fucking long to get back to Alan Grant and Ellie and like, and put them with our, he, our new heroes? Like, give me the yeah. mashup. Like, I don't know why we're all apart for so long. You guys are wasting the best thing you have. Di cool looking dinosaurs and this group. I gotta say, credit where credit's due. Ellie and Claire is such a great like combination. I really liked that. I, I really liked so, that. So when they split everyone up with their counterparts, and I was yeah. like, okay, Chris and Alan Grant, I've got no time for. No, whatever. Like don't care. Alan, Alan Grant. Also, like I would love to have. I would love an entire sequence where Alan just sits down with a beer with Ellie later, and we get to see him being like, "Can you believe that motherfucker thinks he can control raptors?" Yeah, I would love that sequence, but I don't need. But Ellie and Claire was such a great. Like I want to see Laura Dern and Bryce. Bryce Dallas, uh, Dallas Howard actually is like a mother daughter team now, but <laughs> that was that was one of the things where I was like to go back to this was the gold. What a missed opportunity for the franchise that we couldn't have gotten that combination sooner. Yeah, it's just so I much agree. More fun. It's so much more fun watching Ellie just go ham on an electrical outlet. 
t- give give me that. Give me yeah, running through um f- running through a gauntlet of locusts. If we're gonna have the locusts, at least let our people interact with them more or something. Yeah. Let them like gain consciousness and like talk to them. Let them conspire. Give me conspiring <laughs> locusts. Let it go to the next level. Like if you're gonna imbue all this DNA in them and make them a super creature, then like give them a hive mind. Okay, so so put in some raptor DNA again so that the raptors can communicate with them. Yes. Let them okay. organize. Let them unionize. You want... <laughs> let them unionize. Man. That's unionize. what... Unionize... That's what... Like, how did this... How did this franchise... If it was going to just keep stacking things up, how did it not stack up into, like, they communicate, they coordinate, they're all in sync, and they are now consciously hunting people? Like, not just, like, happenstance. Like, make them active murderers. Like, yeah, I mean, they did that in Indominus Rex, and they were not <clears throat> even committed to that particularly. <laughs> they just, it's such a bummer when, you know, Jurassic Park kills as a limited cast, and they kill them off really effectively. <laughs> and then use those, like, use those deaths. Samuel Jackson's hand showing oh. up on Ellie's shoulder. Incredible. Fucking great Again, moment. horror movie shit. The yeah. horror movie shit. And... Not, they've never gotten the art of even watching not Steve, not Tim Cook die. They've <laughs> never given us the satisfa- the satisfying deaths the way that we've deserved. A couple things. Yeah. Um, yeah, humans, there weren't really a lot of human deaths in this movie. There's a random guy in a not scooter really. in Malta. Yeah, man, right? yeah. Uh, and then the Tim Cook guy, and I think there's like one other person randomly somewhere. Um, oh, um, the, ba- the bad guy, the poacher gets eaten, gets pulled into thirds. Like we don't okay. see it, but oh, he gets right. eaten by when he's in the pit during the the in the raptor fighting pit. That's right. That's right. I wonder though if the lack of human death or suffering while being ripped apart, uh versus the first movie and the lack of like straight up like you mentioned a horror movie type of stuff is because they're much more conscious now that this is a giant all ages friendly franchise. Oh, sure. Like they're trying to get kids to come to a summer movie. It's about dinosaurs. And I, I don't know if, if Jurassic Park, the original, was as married to it being okay for children. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Even like, I Just mean, had I would great say kid even... characters. Well, yeah. Lex and Ian are awesome. Uh, she, it's a eunuch system, guys. She knows this. She knows this shit. <laughs> even the third Jurassic World, or Jurassic Park, though, has is that's nothing but just a like a 90 minute slasher movie it's not good but it's like a 90 minute <laughs> right, slasher movie right, it's right. with yeah. um and so that's that's got a fair amount of like scary jump stuff but i agree i do think to a degree it is because they're like well this is a kids movie we want to sell obviously you want to sell toys you can't sell the toys without the kids seeing the movie which is not true because i did not see jurassic park in theaters as a kid because i was a coward um and i, I mean, still we were like all of the toys eight years old i know <laughs> But that shouldn't have stopped me. I was just a coward. Like <laughs> that shouldn't have stopped me. I should have seen Jurassic Park much younger than I did, given mm. my interests and given my personality. It's just that my parents wisely knew that I would be fucking traumatized if they took me to see this movie and they'd right. never sleep again. Um, yeah. So that that was. But in general, yeah, I I think that you could have done dinosaur deaths without it being horrifying and still giving the right level of danger. I think there was a way they could have managed it that they didn't. Um, they also kind of shied away from one of the great things like that the Jurassic movies have always done well, which is children and even Jurassic World does well. 
children in jeopardy. It's true. A classic, a hallmark of these movies is the kids in jeopardy, like in a real substantial, terrifying way, which mm-hmm. I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. do a great job, but I never felt like Maisie was in danger of anything. No. At any point. No, because it was everything was sort of like we need to preserve Maisie. Right. And then also like Maisie was hermetically sealed for three fourths of the movie until finally she gets into the caves. But like there's nothing until she's in the or until she's in the amber mines, there's no real sense of threat of I mean, there's like the sense of, okay, she's gonna be a lab experiment for the rest of her life. But there's no sense of danger to her, which that's I don't want to say the fun of the movies, but watching (laughs) the kids be traumatized for the rest of their lives is to a degree always very satisfying. And I we did not get that this time. I do have a question about dinosaurs spread across the world. Because these are such large creatures, and I would imagine demand such a volume of food, does this, like, destroy the ecosystem with them being introduced? Like, are they consuming yeah. things at such a volume that it's like, fuck, the world can't exist, the, the balance is gone now? Like, is that... Uh- I would my my initial answer to that would be no, simply because there aren't that many of them. Right. Okay, right. If you had yeah. like herds of of apatosaurs or whatever, then sure. But like if you've got a scat scatter, yeah, they're gonna wreak some damage for sure, but they're not gonna completely ruin an ecosystem. Right. I guess unless they're like, oh, I'm living right here in this one small valley. <laughs> and if so, they're gonna just eat everything and then move to the next one. So yeah, like it's not gonna be immediately catastrophic just based on the numbers of the population in yeah, my mind. Yeah, okay. I mean, I would my counter argument would be that if they're left out to their own devices in the world, which we're very clearly seeing. I mean, if we see a pack of like six of the Parasaurolophus, how do you say Parasaurolophus. it? Parasaurolophus. Parasaurolophus. Thank you. If we're seeing a There's pack also of them, called Saurolophus. So yes. you get you para. Para. Yeah. Yeah. So the Parasaurolophus in the Nevada is we're seeing. Fail. We're seeing a herd of like seven right there. You have to assume there's more than just the herd of seven. Fair. Fair. The thing is, is that. While they might not individually wreak that much havoc, there is theoretically no niche for them that they're they're pushing another animal out of a niche. Right. So okay. that would be my counter argument to to Dustin saying not particularly. I think they would have a pretty traumatic um, impact on it because of the fact that you're basically bringing a bunch of invasive species in that have no known predators. There's no right. large. So the question in- is based, based on numbers, like how many yeah. are actually out there? Well, if there's nothing to eat, which there is nothing to eat them in the Sierras. Then mm-hmm. there's nothing that's going to stop them from having from reproducing large and it, numbers. It's just getting like blue is the only levels. blue is the only one to have reproduced, right? Yes. Good point. Yeah, blue is the well, blue is the only raptor <clears throat> to have reproduced, but that's oh. ra- she's the only raptor to have reproduced because she has she's alone and she can and she ends up doing the you know basically cloning herself. Right, right. But the T Rex, which we see at the end. With a family, those two, the, that's his, that's the family from right. Lost World. That little trio. Yeah, so that t- that's a T-Rex. That's a whole family from Lost World where they have reproduced. And we know from uh, Jurassic right, Park right. that they've reproduced. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they would do, I would say, I would argue, my counter argument would be that, no, they would really fuck up a lot of things pretty fast if we had, you know, animals that are large grazing animals that suddenly have access to just nothing but fields with nobody to eat them. With nobody to eat. I would okay. You're probably right, but as a counter argument, we have absolutely no idea. And this is basically mm-hmm. the theme and the premise of the movie. We have no idea what to expect. Yeah. 
right? And there's a lot of times you can introduce different animals to different environments or reintroduce them and you get very different, weird, unpredictable results. Mm-hmm. Like I remember they, they reintroduced wolves into Yellowstone like 20 years ago and it yeah. literally changed the way the, the rivers and streams flo- flowed, flew, yeah. flowed, flowed it is did. the word. Mm-hmm. It did because that changed the wolves being there changed what they were hunting. And then those things ate in different places in different ways. And they returned nutrients back into the earth in different ways. It changed the ecosystem so much. Exactly. So we, we just don't know what to expect. Shit. We just yeah. don't know. I think so, that's a fair, that's a fair argument. Yeah. So that would that extending off of that, like you put these, these dinosaurs are here now. Do they start undergoing changes to essentially like, become very different from the dinosaurs they were created we got, we got a from. we got a lamarckian over here we got someone who's a, that's a funny joke for me apparently so <laughs> <laughs> so lamarckian evolution is like oh giraffes like over the course of their life they uh. keep on reaching to get leaves so over the time their necks get longer and longer which is not how okay. natural selection works sure um so you're quite i mean you would need generations upon generations right. to pass on traits that were favored uh-huh. in whatever their new environment is uh-huh so you've also there's also the the whole like philosophical aspect of it, which is, okay, these are dinosaurs who are being grown in completely new environments. Are they even truly exhibiting the behaviors that they would have exib- exhibited when they originally existed? None of these are even really, like they're not true dinosaurs in that sense because- And, and yeah. yeah, that's a good, are they, are any of them full 100% like this is a velociraptor right. that we made yeah. out of DNA? Or are all of them mixed with something to be created? Because like they combined them with birds, right? In the initial movie to no, make No, they combined frogs. them with, with frogs. Frogs. And then but, they, they said something, was it turtles or something that with the, the, the raptor is a Komodo to, dragon. Yeah, the Komodo, Komodo dragon, dragon exactly. that, yeah. So what I guess what I'm getting at is if these aren't actual exact mm-hmm. replicas genetically mm-hmm. of these, mm-hmm. then what we're talking about, and this is an argument or conversation I've had when it comes like de-extincting, for instance, the uh, the woolly mammoth, mm-hmm. right? There's one thing when you say de-extinction, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, we have this part, we have the genetic material, we're going to recreate this exact thing. But that's not what they're doing in Jurassic Park. And ultimately, that's not even what they would be doing with woolly mammoths, right? Mm-hmm. You're yeah. essentially creating a brand new animal. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Because it's not exactly yeah. that same thing. Okay. It's like you're taking the majority of this and you're adding something slightly different and then you're putting it into a new time and a new place. Who knows what's this really? Yeah. Who knows what to expect? Uh, the illusion is control. No, yeah. I, I think, I think that was kind of the question behind the question. What I was trying to ask is, are these essentially like even the same animals? As well, the they say in the movie, from. these are the most genetically pure that they've made, that they like right. have increasingly, they do say that, but there's also like the social component, which we have that, you do also see in animals like mating dances, things like I, I, mm. I have often lamented, we'll never know what a dinosaur mating dance looks like unless we travel <laughs> back in time, because without seeing the social conditions that these have, that all these animals have learned from being mm-hmm. around their other peers who have mm. then learned from generations, mm-hmm. 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 you're never going to get these dinosaurs aren't going to have like their own. They're not going to start pick up where they left off 65 million years ago uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. So, and a lot of the stuff is probably trained and conditioned yeah. from young. You're observing your parents yeah. or they're teaching how to do a thing. And if you're just your own thing as an egg and you never have any socialization, of course you're going to be weird. Yeah. And then there's that weirdness is just going to be weird. passed on. Yeah. And so that is that that's the other thing about dinosaurs in general. Like they aren't, these aren't true dinosaurs or because of the fact that they, they're, are they so they just like not, separate lizards, separate category of lizard? Well, they would kinda? still be in the, they would still be in the dinosaur family, like okay. more like, like in terms of their, mm. you know, morphology. Morphology, thank you. Yeah. Mm. But, in terms of like what a recreation of it's sort of the difference of like, okay, I can 
you can I can describe Starry Night to you and you can recreate it as best as you possibly right. can from my description, but it's right. not going to be the same as the original creation of Starry Night. Mm-hmm. It's I, I think that's like the closest way to describe it is it's it's going to be as similar as possible, but it's not going to be the same unless it's the actual thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. OK, so. And I would say the same is true of this movie. As much as you want to get as as close as it wants to get to being Jurassic, having all the Jurassic World Dominion is an AI recreates Jurassic Park. It really is. When Ian when Ian was trapped in the upside down um, SUV and the T Rex was spinning it, or whichever dinosaur it was that was after them at that point was spinning it, and I was like, ah, we've done this before. Yeah, it was very much the Leo pointing at the screen meme, and I was like, this is. Oh, we're going to have Ian waving waving the flare. There are a lot of like when they're stuck back in a Jeep again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When they meet in the tent. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. There's there's lots of those. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's really hard. I would have taken like three. I love the tent scene with with, uh, Grant and Sadler. But like when they're stuck back in a teetering Jeep on the edge of a cliff again, I'm like, really? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It was it was 100 percent reality. 100% 100% reality like, index true that Alan Grant would be, we would focus on him sermonizing to young archaeologists about things that are like bloviating on like waxing yeah. philosophical. It was like, yeah, this is what Alan, this is exactly who Alan Grant would be now. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no. Older Alan and patronizing. Still, Alan Grant still gives lectures whether you want to hear a lecture or not. Yeah, 100%. He, he doesn't give lectures, but he's always lecturing. Yeah, but that's why I love Alan, because he's a crotchety old man who just wants to talk about the dinosaurs. And shouts out to Dewanda Wise being hot and awesome and saying she has a thing for redheads, which I took yeah. as an assertion yeah. of her canonical gayness. Oh, she was. Because at the end, she's kind of like, you You get the vibe that she's hitting on a I redhead. was really hoping she was hitting on whoever that woman was that was getting I her account. I thought that, that was included. I was like, this better. a great character. She was fun. She like should that. have she absolutely asked that woman to dinner. That was a fucking like Marvel level yeah. gay moment. Like, no, give me a dinner invitation. This woman is gay. Just just make it make it explicit, you bastards. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was one of those moments where the <laughs> Maisie's a clone, Lashana Lynch is gay. This movie let's is just, the queer Jurassic it. World. <laughs> this is the this is the queer cinema version of Jurassic. <laughs> That's the most interesting thing I can make it. Dai Chen is here being fab- fabulous with her laser pointer and her baubles for no reason. Gay, mm-hmm. calling it. That is that is Happy the through line of the Jurassic. Look, Jurassic Park had the first female antihero. <laughs> and it had lesbian couples <laughs> raising their babies together. It had this. I would argue that there was no greater movie with gay representation than the original <laughs> Jurassic Park movie. <laughs> and I do appreciate that Jurassic World Dominion carried that through. John Waters versus Jurassic, guys. What's the who's the winner here? Oh, Jurassic. Rocky Horror v. Jurassic. Again, much, much more. Look, the T-Rex had multiple <laughs> speaking lines. The Velociraptors discuss many, th- pass the Bechdel test. They discuss many things. Yeah. We don't know. Just because I can't understand what the Raptors are saying, I am pretty sure that they are both named and having a conversation <laughs> about something other than a human man. 100%. I, I think they really are. Yeah. Do How we, often do you think the T-Rex gets annoyed that like, Jesus, I have to save the humans again and they won't let me eat one of them? Right. Yeah. I never like, get anything for this. Every time. The T-Rex is now saved in Jurassic yeah. Park. I don't remember if the T-Rex shows up in Jurassic Well, becomes the, in, in it Jurassic becomes the World. Godzilla oh. Chiron at the end of the movie. Godzilla, mm-hmm. king of the monsters? Yeah. Like, 
our savior? Like, that's the T-Rex. T-Rex sh- saves them in Jurassic World. T-Rex saves yeah. them in Dominion. T-Rex yeah. saves them No, I was them waiting. I was waiting in this movie yeah. for, the T-Rex's, for the T-Rex to save us. I was like, oh, and when's the T-Rex going to be the hero? T-Rex is the embodiment of the scientific endeavor in these movies. It is a character that's embodiment of mm-hmm. what science is capable of doing. And ultimately, if science is one of your heroes, that's why T-Rex is one of the heroes in this movie. They're and, not the villain. The and now that I know, the Raptors are a villain. It's, it's also the, the embodiment is... of American exceptionalism. That, exactly, exactly. It, yes. America's dinosaur. It, it's America's dinosaur. It's not yeah. exceptionalism. We just happen to be really proud of the fact that we have a cool-ass dinosaur <laughs> that was found in North America. It's not our fault it's the best. You yeah. know what I mean? It just yeah. happened to be here and it's the best, you know? <laughs> yeah. We get on our level. The, like, the, the, where there's not many things that we can take a huge amount of credit for, but North America has some really cool fucking dinosaurs. Yeah. Back. And amazing. You got to give that to us, you know? You got to get like good for good for Wyoming, Montana, and North Dakota. <laughs> do we do we feel like we have come to the what is this movie really about portion? I've been waiting. Okay. I, okay. Yeah, let's I mean, look, I could I could yell about all the things that don't it, work for Dustin, me. Yeah. Do you want to get into what this movie is really about? So I I don't know. I don't know and the reason is I thought ultimately the point or the message of these movies is is the cautionary tale about scientific hubris mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. ultimately that like control is an illusion yeah yeah regardless of what you're doing inside right but at the end isn't the whole point of this that like they have the clone girl they figured out the locust situation we have control over everything we're going to cure cancer and everything's gonna be perfect isn't like like that seems to be counter to yeah. the original mm-hmm. message. It's like it's like in King of the Monsters when it ends and it, the antagonist was right the whole time. And it's like, well, the the heroes won out the day, but also the antagonist got exactly what she was planning for. And so yeah. actually uh, the movie said that she was right. And <laughs> the movie said Vera was right, but we have to kill Vera for that. Yeah, I, I 100% agree that about that aspect of the movie and the movie not really wanting to like, it's funny because when he was doing the press tour, Sam Neill made like one mention about how he thought that Jurassic Park was about, um, was Michael Crichton speaking out against GM uh, genetically modifying crops, which makes sense for the time he wrote it and Mm -hmm. for the concerns Michael Crichton had. Like as soon as he said that, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm on board with that interpretation. The idea that the dinosaurs are a metaphor for meddling with crops. he said that about this movie, not the original. No, he said it about the original. Mm. That's what he thought Jurassic Park was the subtext of Jurassic Park was it was really about deep because down. Because we were starting to do, gene- we we're experimenting and using genetically modified yeah. crops. And, and, and it was about like that. how we don't know what we're unleashing and we're trying to tinker with nature in these ways. And Yeah, but what you just said, we don't know what we're unleashing. We're trying to tinker nature in these ways. Mm-hmm. We have all this hubris. is basically the theme of every Michael Crichton thing though, right? And you <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, that's 100%. Like that was Michael Crichton's big motivating thing was like- When I used to read books, I read <laughs> Michael Crichton books. Yeah. <laughs> when I had the attention span for books. <laughs> no books, oh, no Oh, remember movies, those days when no one TV could read more than three pages without falling asleep? Oh my God. Wait, speaking of real quick, I know this is, we're on, we're past this, but like, can we, if a movie is more than two hours long, which I don't believe it should be, if you want to mm-hmm. make like a two and a half, three hour movie, cool. Why don't you just break it up into two parts? I'll buy tickets for both. Don't if the movie is over two hours, just build in a five minute break in the fucking middle. People have to pee. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I shouldn't, that last half an hour, I should not have to worry about weighing or bouncing me being literally in the edge of my seat because of like tension and excitement, but also because I might wet myself. Yeah. Like, I, come on. I just went and saw RRR again last night, and as is as is custom in a three-hour Indian action musical epic, there's an yeah. intermission. Yeah, there's, exactly. there's an intermission in my lady. 
Thank you. They have one in the movie My Fair Lady with good reason yeah. because you need to pee for that thrilling you know second half of that film. Oh <laughs> How awesome. You watch an, all right, let's say make Jurassic World Dominion three hours long. Cool, whatever. It was what, two minutes, two hours, 46 minutes? Make it as long as you want. Have the intermission in the center. And then let me just turn to the random person next to me and be like, wait a minute. And like, just have a conversation with a stranger that you're, oh my God, I love that. Oh yeah, that would be so much. Like if you were able to have a, a pause break to process things, I would so be on board with that. That would have been great to just have like a, okay, whew, all right. Just give everyone in the theater a remote and they could, it's basically, okay, stop. We can pause the movie whenever we want <laughs> and bring up. <laughs> See, that's just going to end up being like a live, like I feel like that's just a live showing of this at, at Draft House where people are just yelling things immediately at the screen. I will say I once saw a group do uh, a live on stage interpretation of the entire movie. So everyone had a script they're reading from the actual dra- original. Oh, cool. Draft okay. Draft. There were some very janky, cheap, uh, like props throughout and there were drinking cues and it was one of the best two hours I've ever spent. It was the funniest, best experience of my life. So yes, I'm on board. Oh, I I think a drinking game built into any Jurassic movie is a perfect concept. (laughs) I'm super on board with that. Yeah. Jordan, what do you think this movie was really about? Good question. Locusts, you know, (laughs) it's about it. This is. Like I on on my on the botcast, we talked recently about Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and how like a thing that really irked me and co-host Margot Carlson on that was just like that movie's emphasis on like birth as revolution, like the most long-standing traditional normative way of bringing life forward was like this is revolutionary these cutting edge fucking amazing beings that are replicants these embodiments of the future are like you know what we've been waiting for a baby savior a a biological baby savior and just like what a fucking cop-out that is for a story about revolution and for me this is a movie about the failure to imagine the like the the distances the failure to imagine the lengths of revolution because it's ultimately just about people fucking being born it's about a baby raptor being born from another raptor it's about this about the clone kid being born from the body of her mother and not like created in a petri dish because she's like you mean i have a mom it's like of course you have a fucking mom like you've always had a mom but you you someone needs to explain to you that like the word mom doesn't have to be limited to like the biological entity that expressed you into the world physically i just think this movie for the concept that it takes of like holy fucking shit dinosaurs to be six movies in and to not advance to a more edgy or interesting or outlandish version of, like, scientific imagination. And is basically just still hung up on the revolution of the first movie, which is, holy shit, we made dinosaurs. I think it is about just, like, the failure to be able to conceptualize a greater possibility for revolution in progress. Yeah, agreed. I think that, you know, the, the mom thing is really interesting, partly because of the fact that, like, when you go back to the first movie, the roots of Alan's Alan and Ellie's conflict is that Ellie yeah. theoretically wants, and it's never it's never really explicit, but it's made very clear. Alan doesn't like kids. Yeah, Ellie ultimately is like, well, why don't you want kids? And they're having like, but it's never a point of conflict. It's more of a point of discourse for them. Yeah, and it's just like very, 
And it feels like, especially once you get and into all Jurassic- Alan had to do was just wait it out till Ellie had kids of her own. Then he's like, guess who's still here, baby? Yeah. Perfect plan on it. Just wait. <laughs> yeah. l- let her have kids with the other guy. Wait for the inevitable divorce because what marriages work these days. And then just <laughs> hang out. Be the cool I stepdad would- <laughs> later. That's it. What? what- <laughs> So here's a question. Wait, are we are we done on this part? Because oh, I, I like was just, no. Do, ask your question, and I'll come back to my point. But yeah, uh, would how much more would you have liked the movie if the, the final scene this ended with mm-hmm. like a hot, explicit sex scene? <laughs> They're just like just just slapping skin. <laughs> That would have been see that reimagines the possibility of Jurassic Park. So it would you definitely know be what? a new angle on it. Fucking you know? twist, man! And then it zooms in, and she's pregnant with her his Velociraptor. I was gonna it's say it's got to be a dinosaur baby. Yeah, this has got to be a dinosaur baby. Well, then we get he holds the baby for the first time, and he pulls it back, and then all of a sudden we get the great Rosemary's Baby reveal. Except instead, it's a raptor face. Yeah, it's like, like the, it's like the, the movie baby. Lamb, and it's a half human, half raptor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, what I want is a movie where raptor, where dinosaurs are seizing the means of their production <laughs> and being like, birth is harder for us to come by, but we aren't beholden to the old rules because you brought us back into a new world. And guess what? This life is fucking finding a way. Seize that's the means. Jordan, that's literally just Jurassic Park. <laughs> What you just described is Jurassic Park. I mean, I mean, not dinosaurs seizing the means of their own production. Yeah. They all, because they all decide to have babies themselves. Oh, no, I'm saying, like, become scientists. I mean, that we they were not given the opportunity <laughs> to do that, but we could have gotten to not. a point where the raptors, I could 100% see a raptor with glasses on and a lab coat. <laughs> like Tammy that and the T-Rex very, yeah, making fucking phone plausible. calls. Yeah, why not? I believe in dinosaurs <laughs> enough to do that, and exactly. especially in the raptors. Um, yeah, yes, no, you I think, were saying. Oh, I was saying, yeah, so I think that, like, one of the things that the through line that these movies have decided to take from the originals is this idea and the conception of parenting and motherhood and the conflict of motherhood. Yeah. And it's like the least interesting aspect of anything, particularly the least interesting aspect of these movies. And they really decided just keep hitting it hard. Keep going. It's about, it's about Bryce Dallas Howard being a mom. It's about Maisie going from like calling, Chris Pratt and Bryce their first names to being like those are my parents and like learning about her mom mom and yeah. Blue being a mom and everyone's a mom like that's it's just what this it's movie the is least about inter- and it's the least interesting thing that any of these characters could do yeah and that's but that's what they've seized upon because like that's what they think that um the main concerns of women should be that's what Colin anyway, Trevorrow is like that's what this whole experience is about that's what this is about you sure it's not a metaphor for like the scientific process of creation? I am almost positive it is not because we don't have <laughs> hypotheses about babies and then throw them out when they don't come out right. <laughs> oh. No, I just start thinking about a baby plague. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> okay, so uh, what I think this movie really is really about is I think that the Indominus Rex is an amazing metaphor for the Jurassic World trilogy. Okay. And I, I think that that failure of the Indominus Rex and the reason that they put it in in the first place mm-hmm. speaks to the failure to me of these movies as a whole, which is that they have never believed dinosaurs were enough. That is true. And in this movie, this movie is as much is is about and 
I Bilga, friend of the pod, Bilga Albiri, mm-hmm. has a great review. had a, had a great yeah. review on Vulture about this, and basically said the same thing. This is a movie that feels like they don't think dinosaurs are enough. And so they're trying to find everything else to possibly throw at the audience to yes. give us something other than just the dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, whereas there was a really, oh, I wish I had the quote right here. I think it's really uh, finally. Oh, because if the filmmakers aren't all that impressed by dinosaurs, then what chance do the rest of us have? Yeah. And so going back to the Indominus Rex and my main problem with the Indominus Rex, which still holds true, which is I do not believe that a zoo that kids would lose, you know, her whole pitch is like kids are losing interest in dinosaurs. They're just mm-hmm. not that exciting anymore. It's that we are. If it had just been, it's expensive to run this zoo. The military is giving us a lot of money. Yeah. And and we just are, all we have to do is just not ask questions. Yeah. If it had been those three things, mm-hmm. I would have had no issue with the Indominus Rex. Okay. Okay. That's the thing. I don't question okay. why it would exist. I question the logic behind, the argument made to justify its existence. And so with that in mind, the fact that they made the Indominus Rex because the filmmakers could conceive of a world where people would be so blasé about dinosaurs uh-huh. that they wouldn't spend all of their money to go to a park <laughs> over and over that we need new attractions. We need new attractions. You don't need new attractions. And that's true of the dinosaurs. And that's true of the movies. You don't. You, yes, we want to see new dinosaurs. It's cool to see the new dinosaurs. We want to see a Therizinosaurus. We want to see all these different things. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be topped. They need to be they need to be considered as interesting as in the movie as you want us to find them. Sure. And yeah. because this movie from the beginning of this of this trilogy, but particularly this movie, mm. does not believe that we are going to find the existence of dinosaurs that interesting or exciting. Mm-hmm. It therefore tries to hybridize this movie and turn it into a bunch of different genres with a bunch of different plots and it throws in things from everything increase the indominus rex of movies yes. which is this movie and in fact it does not need to exist and all it does is stomp around and ruin everyone's good time and which i think underscores why the indominus does exist because if these movies are the indominus then look at that people went ahead and made an Indominus when they didn't need to because that's what they'll fucking do. Okay, that's a fair argument. (laughs) Studio execs are the Indominus, are the Indominus engineers. Even if, see, and I think this, I think this metaphor does extend further because studio, like the idea of like blockbuster pablum being greenlit Mm -hmm. that people don't really like show up for or want and be like, why do people act in movies? It's like, because you think people want something different than they actually do. Because and you're you decided convinced to put Morbius sure. back into theaters after because you saw people talk about it on Twitter and thought that meant it would be a success the second time around. Yeah, and what we actually want is fucking Top Gun Maverick because that yeah. movie rules. I, I, my parents want to go see it in theaters. I'm like, you know what? I can't they even should. argue against that. You they should. should. You it's should a movie it to be theaters. experienced in theaters. I was crying almost the entire time for any possible reason. <laughs> Every time yeah. Jennifer Connelly's face showed up on I, screen again, I went, oh my God. Every time. What a stunningly beautiful. I, I, I can't imagine seeing her face in IMAX because it would be just so, such a giant, huge, beautiful face. I would love Jennifer Connelly in a worthy Jurassic movie. Give, a me, great give option. me that. Jennifer Connelly as Laura Dern's sister, who Whoa, is a creationist. Who's <laughs> a creationist. 
I don't know. I was trying to think of like a good point of conflict there. I don't know. But yeah, I just, I think that this is, they took a bunch of parts of different movies that they knew we yeah. liked. And yeah. they were like, well, if we just mix all together and try and hide the things that, you know, hide the dinosaur aspect, like people will be super into giant locusts. No one's into giant locusts. <laughs> no one's talking about it. No one's anyway, clamoring. I really, yeah. So that's, that is what I think this movie is really about. I think this movie is really about the sort of way that Hollywood will then try and create something more than needs to be created purely because they don't have faith in the product that they currently have. I think that's fair. Yeah. Would anybody here do any dream casting? No. Good I mean, question. I love that question. I need to think about that. I dream would, cast. I, you know what? Are we replacing? Wait, are we yeah, replacing you people replace. or are we like adding a new character? Oh, you you do either. Either yeah. both. I would I would improve the Chris quotient and take out a Pratt and put in a Hemsworth. I was gonna say a Pine, but yeah, yeah, great choice. He both. Oh, of I was them. gonna say Rock. <laughs> Twi- imagine mix imagine it up. these movies with Chris Rock. Mi- instead mix of Chris it Pratt. up. I I I like I like Lashana Lynch. I wish she had more to do. I wish Le- I wish Daichin had like a bigger role for some reason. I just like give me somebody who can pop more off these people, and either yeah, any of the aforementioned Chris's could. But I'm riding for I'm riding for the hems, and I've heard that Spiderhead is fan fucking tastic, and I cannot wait for that movie to come out. Yeah, I I don't other than other than getting rid of the the Owen character who just like why, <laughs> other than getting rid of Owen, uh, there was no real, there was no need for I yeah like every every other secondary character I wanted more of yeah I wanted I like more of the, I wanted more of the PR tech guy with the bright shirt who it turns out is the brains behind the whole operation with Ian to like <laughs> yeah. uncover oh like, Ramses is that his yeah, name he was I, great he yeah. was great Ramses was great and I wanted to understand anything about why he did anything, anything. because it anything. was really he's the driving act like, he's the one who's driving the entire plot and we have no idea why he's doing it's like it they forgot just, like, to give him lines in his confrontation yeah. with fake tim cook and that that where he's just it like was staring so back it's like showed up okay and we've actually the hit file. the point where it's weird that you're not saying anything like i get that you're just doing like a silent type guy thing where it's like we're not the same but it's like no now he's just talking at you and the camera's just fixing on you and you're not saying anything give me anything ramsey give ramsey anything it was so weird. It was such a weird choice. Really I, weird. Like, when he dropped, the, he just drops the files and walks out. And I was like, so you went all the way down to his <laughs> office <laughs> while everyone else is evacuating just to basically stand there, and go, I did it. And then <laughs> stare at him while he monologues at you. Yeah, that was weird. It was truly a choice. I mean, he might as well have monologued at like the raptor baby. <laughs> the raptor beta. Beta. But there was a beta, though. They already had a beta. I was very confused when they named her beta. But, which, uh, you know, you want to talk about a movie trying to sell toys. Not enough Baby Raptor. And Baby Raptor, Baby Raptor could have been really cute. cute. Baby, Baby Raptor, Raptor was really cute. Baby Raptor was cute. Baby Raptor could have been even cuter. And they really deprived <laughs> us of, like, a lot of cute Baby Raptor stuff. They did. Sure. It should have. It, like, sure. when Maisie just lets Beta out. Mm-hmm. And then he runs off. I was like, wait, where's my buddy comedy with Maisie and the baby raptor? Like, he just yeah. ran away. What, what the fuck's going on? No, there's, where isn't this, why isn't the sequence that then it starts hopping after her? And she's like, no, you gotta go. And then, yeah. like, it's and following they, her. Like, and then she realizes. They're figuring things out together. And she's, like, intimidating people. And so they run away. Yeah. And they're friends. Yeah. And then they get split up. And then when she reunites with the raptor at the end. And Alan's like, what? And Alan kind of was like, why are you hugging a raptor? Yeah, yeah. The adorable Anything. sleeping on the shoulder thing with the raptor, great bit. Yeah. Like, I, I wanted more interaction with, again, 
make him a scientist. Make him talk. I don't care. Like, just give him, give him something. So that's, okay, so what do, important question, towering infernos. So keep in mind, you can do quarters, you can do halves. Yeah. So you can, you can and, do, like, a quarter of a building in addition to a couple towering. <laughs> it's out of five. Five is the best or the yeah, worst? Yeah, five is the, the best. best. So five out of, like, Jurassic, the original Jurassic Park, five out of five. Five yeah, out of so. five, yeah. Okay. Do I have to go first? I I, I, I can, I... S- start it, George. Two. Wow. Like, wow. two. Like, wow. because the dinosaurs looked really, like, on the, and it, because it, like, I feel okay. like, you know, an important aspect of our rating here is that we rate things within, like, the category that they should exist in. Like, we don't rate a Dean Cain made-for-TV disaster movie on the same, like, level of expectations as we do Volcano, but we, Fire oh, Twister, we've got that coming up next week, Fire so. Twister and Twister are not the same, no. but despite both okay. dealing with Twisters. This is a Jurassic movie, and therefore yeah, okay. it exists okay. in the container of Jurassic Park, and okay. this movie is is not even half of Jurassic Park. So, but like at nighttime, especially the dinosaurs do look cool. I do like that. We, when we finally get our gang back together, there's like a half an hour of this movie that I think is purely entertaining and, and, and that I really enjoy. And it's a two and a half hour movie and the rest of it, I feel like it's spinning its wheels. So like, it's kind of, it's a two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that's where I kind of fall as well as I was going to do like two and a quarter just to feel like I gave it (laughs) like that quarter is truly just the, okay, I know I was going in. As a hard audience, I'm honestly surprised it even hit a two for you. Wow! I gotta, I gotta give credit where credits due. There okay, are some good. sequences. Again, once we get to Biosyn, there are yeah. some sequences that work for me. Totally. And, you know, there are things that can. I gotta give it some credit for having cool new dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. I'm. There were things that it did shoot for and managed to do well. It's just that almost everything it shot for and managed to do well was not particularly compelling or good. Mm-hmm. And even like grading mentally, ranking the different Jurassic worlds and Jurassic parks, Jurassic, the original Jurassic world has that ankylosaur fight with the Indominus Rex is fantastic. And it, like, it's a good fight sequence and mm. it happens in daylight and mm. it looks great. Yeah. And this movie didn't give any of the, like it didn't even give the excess mm-hmm. I would have wanted from a third. That's if, what I'm we're saying. Getting, if we're getting to we're a gonna third, we're going to go bigger. Yeah. If we're getting to a third, give me just grotesque so much that I, you know, it's that I hate to quote Woody Allen, but, you know, the food was awful in such small portions. Yeah. And that's really walking away from this movie. It's that real sense of like the food was awful in such small. If you're going to give me a movie that Universal is throwing all of its money into, I want to see every fucking dollar. And I want to feel it and enjoy it and be like, this was terrible. But man, they just shoved a pipe in my mouth and started fattening me like a goose. Like my my friend Jason, my favorite criticism that he'll give he gives of food is if uh, he says, well, it's cooked. Yeah. This movie it was cooked. I don't even know if I'd go that far. This was this was food. So, yeah, yeah, it was it was food is how I describe most of like the meal. Those meal um, pre-made meal foods, things that they send you like freshly and stuff. It's always my, I'm like, how is, it was food. This movie is the worst thing I could have ordered from Freshly. (laughs) How about you, Dustin? What are you thinking? I mean, this is, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, Thinking back, you know, T-Rex, Giganotosaurus, Mm -hmm. Mosasaurus, Pyroraptor, Quetzalcoatlus, 
Trinodon, Dilophosaurus, Therizinosaurus, five out of five. We also, Dino, you can't, di- five out of five, dinosaurs. Yeah, they're, 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 they're Dimetrodons too. Dimetrodons we got fucking Dimetrodons. Yeah. I, you know I, the, I, I love knowing that from a dinosaur perspective for you, it gets a five out of five. That's outstanding. I'm not, wait, wait, wait. I love so I'm that. the movie, like, right. I'm not saying five out of five on the accuracy of everyone. Yeah. I got to go to the movies and watch dinosaurs. Yeah. Five out of five. That's Great. all that matters. Yeah. Okay. Great. Excellent. <laughs> Dustin, Dustin's just doing a ranking skill of dinosaurs, and I respect that. No, that's and perfect. I think that's very reasonable. This is why we have specialists on. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, really, uh, does your movie have dinosaurs or not? It's really it's a binary scale. <laughs> yeah. Me, right? Zero or one. This is zero or five, according to you guys. So five out of five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, no d- this, d- is, this, like, is, this is a crucial point of view. Fuck yeah. every yeah. classic movie, as far as Dustin's concerned, except for King Kong. Yeah. Because there's no dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. If there are mm-hmm. dinosaurs, mm-hmm. it's a perfect film. Toy Story, five out of five. (laughs) Dinosaur. I I think that's a great argument and a great way to, to, a a good, a solid rubric. A guy, a guy. I'm just naming movies that I know have some dinosaur in them somewhere. uh, uh, And you have yet to, you've yet to pick one that isn't great. So I think that this holds up. A server last night uh, asked me what I thought about the movie. And I was like, it is not great, but you should see it because you should see it on a big screen. I was like, don't wait till this comes out and watch it at home. If you have any intention of watching a dinosaur movie like this, you go to the biggest screen you can find. So yes, yeah. get out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also, you could watch Prehistoric Planet. <laughs> just saying. Not just on a big screen, unfortunately. I know, I wish that it were. God, I, there's- Give me I, that Fathom the, event. If When you go to the Grove, the giant Apple store at the Grove has the T-Rex swimming on their wall like you know on what? their on their big glass window and it looks so fucking cool zero stars for the city walk universal city walk that for a universal fucking property at universal studios in the universal mall there was more minions advertising than oh. there was anything related to jurassic world i should have walked into that fucking plaza and seen a life-size Tyrannosaurus Rex. I should have seen, there should have been a whole fucking village of recreated dinosaurs there at Universal. So fuck you guys for That's apparently actually, not wow. even caring about the mo- opening weekend. That's such a bummer. There like, should have been, I, I saw spotlights coming from like that direction over the hills and I was like, oh, that mm-hmm. must be like what they're putting on for at Universal City Walk for this movie. It wasn't. I was like, this is awful. Fuck you guys. Like yeah, you said, you guys- if these people don't care, what chance yeah. do any of us have? Yeah. Give give us the dino content we need. I mean Minions. Minion. There's multiple dinosaur exit like interactive dinosaur exhibits that have popped up in the last couple of years involving animatronic dinosaurs. And that shit sells out. Give us that. This is what the people want. Anyway. I think that that pretty much wraps up. Yeah, I think we um, did it. Short of me spending 10 minutes like raging about how a place called Biosyn didn't use biometric identification for security <laughs> features. Short of that. We can open next episode that way. It can be a nice yeah, addendum. Yeah, I can just spend like just talking through every place I've ever gone that has used biometrics except for <laughs> this top of the line security <laughs> system. Anyway, other than that, I think that we're good. So let's let you go, Dustin, and enjoy the rest of your evening. In the meantime, before we let you go, though, what do you want to promote? Yeah. Where can we find you on the socials? Uh, do you have any like monthly events or any books that you'd like to put out there? Anything like that? I mean, this is the summer of BDE, which of course is big dinosaur energy. All right. And I will yeah. Be bringing All right. It to the Instagram reels 
on the regular where I'm sounding off about my, I think 60 favorite prehistoric animals, one, not every day, but like one per video. So yo, get on Insta, Dinosaur Whisperer. Uh, <laughs> tell me, that's my name, Dinosaur Whisperer. Tell me your favorite dino and maybe I'll feature it. Uh -huh. I will feature, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That's great. You guys can, you can, this is actually something we are, that can be promoted that people can participate in. Yes. Participatory. Thank you so much for coming back to talk about oh, a yeah. challenging Jurassic installment, Dustin. We really appreciate five. your time. Of course. Thanks so much, Dustin. Have a good yep. night. Yep. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. I think it was good, Amanda, for us to have a focused point uh, of a dinosaur expert on the pod so that we couldn't just simply be mad. No, I, you know, it's so great. One of the things I love is that he's, he's really good at glass half full. Oh, yeah. And he's right. You know, yeah, you should just be grateful that there are dinosaurs. Which and is why I told dinosaurs. that guy to go to the theater. Yeah, you got to see dinosaurs. And ultimately, my biggest problem with this movie was I just wanted more dinosaurs. And yeah. they didn't want to give me more dinosaurs. Exactly, exactly. You know, I wanted to, I would have watched an entire, you know, one thing that I wish we we could have gotten that we were never going to get. Those two, um, those two large dinosaurs, I don't remember which ones they were. Fighting in the rap, like in the in the hive of scum and villainy. Yeah, man. All I could think was, how dope would that be in a coliseum setting? Oh my god! Right? How cool would that have been? Anyway, so we had this emergency pod. Yes. Next week we revert back to the movie we spoke of doing before. Yes. Uh, Post apocalypse, starring Dean Cain. Post apocalypse, having, Dean Cain. Having yes. now watched it, um, don't watch it with your kids. <laughs> There's some titties in it. <laughs> you wouldn't expect there to be some titties in it. No. But there are. Right. You wouldn't expect. It was, a, you would it, was not, a, it was it was a surprising twist. It was a surprising like without spoiling too much, it was the closest Dean Kane I think has ever come to softcore pornography and it was unexpected. I'm trying to think of like when have we had like a movie featuring nudity on this podcast? There's something there's been a couple other times where we've been like oh, those are more nipples than we expected i mean piranha like doesn't count because that's like yeah. piranha's whole no, that deal was, yeah it's like an exploitation film but like no, there there are a couple there was another there was another one that i can't remember but i remember being like yeah, it's when real we came rare. on yeah it doesn't often happen because most of the time when these these movies in particular are made they're made for television so they're not going to have nipples and you know we could have another another new release coming up because as the trailers before uh jurassic let me know there's that Idris Elba I know beast, fighting a lion movie. where he punches a lion in the face I'm hoping it becomes a thing like Rogue where yeah. it becomes Idris and lion versus militia that is like seemingly pursuing him so I'm hoping it ends with a partnership between Idris and the lion I hope that there's at least a moment where they make eye contact with each other and like have a knowing yep. understanding Meaningful and then the lion walks contact. off into the into the bush yeah yep that's hundred percent. That so we'll have a new, we have another new release on the horizon, guys. It's it's so thank goodness. Yes, but in the meantime, mm -hmm. next week will be as had been discussed previously, post apocalypse with Dean Kane. Absolutely. And then, uh, but in the meantime, Jordan, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jorcru J O R C R U. You can find uh, the season finale of the podcast we have talked about ex machina the margot carlson special she wrote a 70 page thesis paper pegged to it about robot cinema so we're well informed here uh check out the podcast check out the feeling scene pod uh a wonderful recent interview is up right now with director uh writer director christopher landon freaky happy death day movies horror movies that you uh, love and adore 
go check that out. We're talking about Mommy Dearest and him growing up as like a child of Hollywood. So great stuff over there. Hit it up. Fabulous. And uh, you can find me. I'm Amanda Smith says on Twitter. And um, I guess I've plugged it. I am finally, I, when I went on my road trip last summer, I made a bunch of videos talking about like stammering my way through geology yeah. stuff as I was driving. So um, if you go to like, uh, dashboard geology on Twitter, on Instagram, and on TikTok. I have been uploading those videos very slowly. So if you want to hear me stammer and kind of half talk about a bunch of science stuff that I kind of know about, but don't totally know about, those are great <laughs> places to do that. Um, or you can just listen to old episodes of this podcast where I do that same thing. And then of course, we're disaster underscore pod on Twitter. We're disastergirlspod at gmail.com. You know, we've actually, one thing I want to do real fast, Jor, oh. we've had some really nice ratings recently. Oh, that's nice. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we've gotten a couple of really nice ratings. So I want to take a quick moment and shout those out, and I should have been more prepared. We have to. We always, we appreciate the feedback, you guys. We appreciate the participation. It's just, it's so it, nice, It does guys. help. It does mean a lot. So thank you for being a part of the disaster conversation. Yeah, okay. So great. It is a very good pod. That's sufficient, guys. Definitely not Jeff. Thank you. Perfect. Easy, <laughs> short, keep it short and sweet. Then we've got proud new disaster diva from VS Vstol Bruin. Fun, friendly, and you won't want it to end. Ask yourself, what was this movie really about? And come up with your own dream recasting so you can compare notes with the hosts and guests. Yeah. Enjoy a fun disaster or monster movie. You'll enjoy it even more after you listen to their app about it. And you'll discover movies you didn't know you were about to enjoy. Looking at you, Shin Godzilla. Try <laughs> there it. There you go. You won't be disappointed. That's a very thorough and nice review. It's a perfect, like, what a great synopsis yeah, of wow. our show, Thank honestly. You. Thank you. So some really nice reviews have come through. Guys, if you have a few minutes to rate and review, it's so helpful to us. Get us up in yeah. those ratings. Share us with your friends. Share us with your loved ones. Um, you know, I saw that we, we spent a... I don't re recall who it was on Twitter who was like, I just spent 12 to 14 hours traveling by air and I listened to Disaster Girls yeah. the whole time. Thank you. Thank you. That's for hanging a, out I with us. That's a long time to listen to our voices. Really so thank you for that. So yeah, guys, just share us. Spread the word. And uh, we'll see y'all back next week for, for Dean Kane and some Dean nudity. Kane. Dean Kane fucking a woman through the apocalypse. <laughs> Bye. Wow. Amazing. Oh. Something like that. Okay, bye guys. That might be cool.com. You never know.